Hello and welcome to episode two of a podcast that doesn't have a name yet. Um, we are going to talk about some more games that are pretty cool. We have different guests today, including on my left. Introduce yourself, sir. On your left, I'm on your right, Fox. Um, hi, okay, I'm Joff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, yeah, uh, I'm Joff. I uh, am a kind of part-time Twitch streamer, I guess, and also a part-time artist and a part-time doing other stuff. Um, I like video games and I like drawing about video games. And I'm excited to be here, Fox. This is my first podcast. I'm excited to take your virginity. Thank you very oh, much. It's been a long time for it. I'm in good hands. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and next to Joff is mean my liege. Yes, good. Got it perfectly right. Uh, yes, it's... Yeah, I, I guess I'm on the right. Uh, yeah, I'm Systems Error, and I'm a part-time Twitch troll, I guess. That's what Joff constantly <laughs> refers to me as. And a uh, full-time dad. And uh, yeah, that's just, yeah. I don't have as many titles as Joff. I just do those two things. Aye. Well, that's good, I suppose. A dad's pretty hard work. Well. Uh, and finally, my co-host... Glazra, introduce yourself again. Hello, I'm back again. <laughs> My name is Glazra. Um, I I suppose the same as Joff. I'm a part time um, streamer, and I like video games too. <laughs> Good, because if you didn't, we're on the wrong podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we to get things going, we're going to talk about games that we have we love or we have a special special feelings towards um we are going to start with joff um and he is going to talk about sonic mania oh, yes. sonic, sonic mania, mania. What, a game. what a game cool. just a fantastic game tell us a bit about it tell us uh, <laughs> yeah tell us a bit of background about it well, well, like, where to start, man? Where to start? I just came off a, a like, fucking six-hour Twitch stream where I basically spent six hours talking about it. Um, so if you've got that amount of time again, I'll be happy to just play the thought. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just plug, plug the stream. That's aye. what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, Sonic Mania, right? For, for those who don't know about it, it is... Uh, what some would call a return to form for the Sonic franchise. And it harkens back to the old Mega Drive days of like Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic CD, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. You know, it's basically Sonic 4. Uh, but if, if Sonic 4 didn't already exist and, and wasn't a horrible yeah. game that we don't talk about. <laughs> um, I just just an absolutely beautiful celebration of everything classic sonic and by classic i guess we mean like sonic before like the millennium right from like the early 90s to like nick and humans yeah yeah fox i (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about it man he he went through a dark period we all go through dark periods right yeah Um, we don't talk about the the late 2000s uh, the early 2010s it's just it's it's a it's a stain on the history of what is otherwise a fantastic franchise of games, right? Um, I, 
how, how, how do you even introduce it? I don't know. That, that, that's basically it. That's the, the, the yeah, you've done it. That's yeah. um, I don't think you can really spend five minutes talking about it and they go, but how would I introduce this? Well, I feel like I barely even scratched the tip of what was in, what went into no, this game and how it came about. Questions, we're fine. Okay, okay, good. Lots of questions. Okay, so um, when did you first play it? Like, when did you become aware of it? And what was going on at the time? Um, did you jump straight on it? Did you know it was coming out? What, what right. was happening? Mm-hmm. Um, so the game released in, in 2017, right? It released in, uh, I think it was like mid-August 2017. Uh, I think it was only like a week or so after my birthday. I would have turned 27. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I've been a fucking, I've been a Sonic fan since like, since I was just a wee guy, since I was like three years old or something like that. My very first console was a Master System and my very first game other than Alec Kid, which was built into it, was um, Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Hedgehog 2 on the Master System, not even the Mega Drive version. Wow. Um, so, like, I've, I've, I've played basically every Sonic game since then, right? Um, so, I, when I first came aware of it, Sonic had went through a bunch of um, just absolutely terrible games, right? A lot of things we don't Good want point. to ever bring up again. Um, <laughs> do, do I need to mention, like, Shadow the Hedgehog? I think you um, should. I think it's important to get a context on how bad you're talking <laughs> about here. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, there is a question uh, regarding like other games in the series so you okay. can touch on them if you want but um, yeah well let's just say like things were not good for a long time right <laughs> um just a string of bad releases no idea what sonic team were up to um they, they, they had a couple of wee highs they had a lot of very low lows and then i think it was maybe in like it must have been late 2016 something like that there was a convention called uh, the Summer of Sonic, which is where a whole bunch of Sonic nerds get together, right? Until we sweat. I wasn't there at that one, but I have been to one. (laughs) (laughs) One or several? One. Um, (laughs) I went to one down in London when I was like 17 or something like that. Uh, And it was actually a fun time. Uh, they had like it's like officially endorsed by like Sega. They had like a whole bunch of stands. Um, a bunch of developers went there. I ended up buying like an original Sonic the Comic, uh, like print, not even a print. Sorry, like original artwork from Sonic the Comic, the UK one. Oh wow! Um, that one of the artists was selling. So I've got that framed in my living room right now. Um, aye, and if you're a fan of Sonic, man, it's just you know, it's just nice to meet other like-minded people sometimes. Um. Yeah, furries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not pissing off the Sonic crowds. There's no way. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Fox. McBot. Um, the one with the furry sounding name. <laughs> um, I at Sonic. I, I'm sure it was. It might not have even. It may have been South by Southwest. You know, sometimes there are a few games at South by Southwest. I think it might have actually been that. Yeah. I might just be talking to Mars. It was some kind of convention. It was some kind of panel that they had in 2016. And they showed a wee trailer, and it was like gone through all the games of uh, like that Sonic's been in up until 2016, and then it kind of rewinded and went all the way back. And it was like, in order to go forward, we need to go back. And all the fans in the room just started going mental because uh, then it was revealed that um, they were making like a new proper 2D Sonic game along the lines of like Sonic Three and Knuckles. And it's been like you know 
we're talking like over 20 years since the last time there was a proper game like that. Um, and I, it just went absolutely mental. So when they announced that, of course, I was just absolutely fucking ecstatic because classic Sonic to me is like the Sonic um, that I grew up with and that I care about and that I feel like perfectly um, represents the franchise. Uh, so I, it, and then it came out in 2017 and it was it was digital only, right? So it's, it was available on the Switch PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, I think it came out on PC around that time as well. And I absolutely devoured it, man. Absolutely devoured it. It was all I played for like two weeks straight. Cool. I mean, it's clearly had a big impact on you, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm the same, if I'm honest. Like when, when this came out, I was super excited for it because like you, yeah, I like the old, uh, the old games. Um, mm-hmm. I was just reading there that it was announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I, I wasn't right at all. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But then it also featured a South by Southwest. So yeah, you're not, you're not far off. Okay. It was announced cool. at the same time as uh, Sonic Forces. Oh dear. <laughs> Let's not speak about that. Okay, uh, so <laughs> why do you like this game in particular? Like, what is it that you like about this game? So, you know, like, um, you know, Scott Pilgrim, the video game, right? The, the one that just recently got re-released, um, that the released game. alongside the movie. Aye, the game, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim, the video game, when you look at it from the outside, it's kind of like just the perfect combination of a lot of different things. Um, you had obviously like it was based on the books which had a lot of like love and attention paid to them by the author uh, Brian Lee O'Malley and a lot of like references to video games and stuff and then around you know this was around the time that the film was coming out uh, directed by Edgar Wright with just like an absolutely astounding cast amazing music in there um, and just incredible like cinematography and stuff Edgar Wright's like a a fucking whiz man he's an amazing director Um, yeah Absolutely is. And then we got like an official tie-in video game that was like along the lines of, I'm not here to talk about Scott Pilgrim, by the way, but I just wanted to, to stress here. <laughs> I know you've spent a lot of time this... talking about Scott, so. I know, I know. I hope you're not about to talk about Scott Pilgrim systems. This, this it's getting really awkward because that's actually exactly what I was going to talk about. So this is, you're kind of stepping on my toes. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, hi, Scott Pilgrim, and it's, it's like this kind of like Streets of Rage thing, but it's got amazing pixel art made by like this guy paul robertson who was like just already known around the internet for having just amazing pixel art skills and you had like the soundtrack by anna managuchi and it was like published by ubisoft and it was just like everything aligned for all of that to happen at the same time and to me sonic mania is exactly that as well and the reason I like this game in particular is because it wasn't made by Sonic Team. <laughs> it wasn't made by the folk that make Sonic games traditionally. Um, it was made by fans through and through. And um, the fans, I think, had grown a little tired of uh, Sonic kissing princesses and turning into werewolves and <laughs> Shadow shooting the president and all that kind of stupid, stupid stuff. And they were, were like... We just, we just want to go back to basics, man. We just want Sonic to be a fun wee guy running about collecting rings and stuff, man. Yeah. Um, and and it did. It happened. I don't know how it happened. I think to this day, someone might have made a deal with the devil or something. Um, <laughs> was it you? I mean, it was it you. Might, it may have been. It could have been. I don't remember. It's foggy, man. It's around the same time I met Systems, actually. 
<laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Incidents. it. That's interesting. But I do remember I was making some kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> um, I essentially the way this game came about was there was this guy called Christian Whitehead, right? And he was just like a wee guy on the internet again. Um, a lot of wee guys involved in the making of this game. <laughs> um, he was a wee guy on the internet who uh, was on this particular like forum, and he was making like um, little Sonic fan games and like uh, hacks of existing Sonic games. There was a whole like community of folk doing that kind of thing um, around like let's say like mid two thousands, and um, he made a, a a classic Sonic the Hedgehog engine, right? Um, which was like how it, it could be used to make a Sonic game that played very similar to to the old school Sonic games with all the physics and like the rolling and all of that kind of stuff. It was very, very uh, accurate to the old games. Um, and as a proof of concept of that game, he ported Sonic CD to an iPhone uh, using his engine and ported it in full and, and didn't release it or anything like that. He couldn't even own the game. But he showed it to Sega and they were so impressed with this port that he made and the engine that he had made that they, they gave him the money for it and, and they released it as like an official port of Sonic CD to like iPhones and stuff. Um, what a nerd. What a nerd. What a nerd. But also, what a legend, man. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after that, he um, he was he was tasked with porting Sonic 1 and 2 to mobile and... Um, Eventually, we get to like 2016, and those went down so well that Sega um, gave him a bunch of money, gave him the the resources with other production studios to helm what would be like a a new 2D Sonic game, which would turn out to be Sonic Mania, which would be like a celebration of all things 2D Sonic. And on top of that, they brought in a guy called T. Lopez, who um, who's a, like an amazing composer. Um, he makes just the the best Sonic-esque songs, and they brought him in to to make all the music for the game. Uh, they brought in Tyson Hesse, who's like an amazing um, Sonic fan artist, or, or he was for a long time, but then he was like a crazy good animator, and he was um, doing uh, comic work and stuff like that. They brought him in to direct and storyboard like official like animated intro sequences to the game, and all this just came together into Sonic Mania, which is like a great celebration of Sonic fans and Sonic history and Sonic legacy and stuff. All the while, while Sonic Team was making Sonic Forces, which is just the polar opposite and the worst game you'll ever play, man. Um, so I, that's why I love Sonic Mania, because it's, it's a game for fans by fans, right? Yeah, and that is the ultimate, that's the, like... That's the ultimate thing, isn't it? For fans, by fans, and like they know what you want for a change. Exactly. Companies, so yeah, exactly. No, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, good, good. Um, is there anything that's unique to this game, like mechanic? I don't know the music, whatever. Um, that's that you would want people to 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 know about. So if you were to sell it on something that's mm-hmm. unique, mm-hmm. To this, what, would, what would that be? Right, um, it's it's long as fuck. <laughs> the main selling point is it's longer than you think it's going to be. It's way longer than you think it's going to be, man. Yeah. I, I I recently played through Sonic Three and Knuckles on stream, and I managed to do it in a pretty timely stream. I think we were talking maybe like 
an hour and a half. Um, yeah. I played Sonic Mania on stream the day, and it just I kept forgetting how many levels there were in the game. There, there's like so much like to this game. Um, there's there's like about I think you have to go through something like ten or eleven different stages with like two levels each. Uh, each level has its own unique boss, so we're talking like twenty something bosses to fight. Um, it's got an amazing special stage where you're like playing as like a three D. Uh, Sonic running about like a wee level, uh, almost like it's like a, almost like what you would imagine Sonic would be on a Sega Saturn or something, um, and it, it has five different characters that you can play as. Um, they all play differently. They all have their own routes through the game that are different. Um, they they added like DLC to the game where you can um, instead of just picking one character and running through the entire game with that character. Uh, instead of picking up extra lives, you pick up different characters. And so when you die, you jump to the next character uh, and you jump back and forth. And that way you get a wee shot of everyone's different abilities and stuff like that. Um, hmm. Aye. And and just the music as well. And the music, that's, the, that's like, I need everyone to know about the music. I bought the, I bought the, they made like a, they did a vinyl release of the soundtrack. I have the vinyl for it as well. Yeah, man. I don't even have a record oh, player. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And T. Lopez is just an absolute wizard. Some of the tracks in that game are just absolute bops, man. Absolute bops. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, not good. Excellent. Well, the next thing I was going to say is, have you streamed the game? And is it a streamable game? Um, well, yes, you have. You've done it all um, in one sitting. I did. I it's did. Quite I, I, it's quite impressive. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it. I don't know if it's the right thing to do, man. I, like, like I said, it, it went on a little longer than I expected, and I was a little. By the, by the point I'd finished the game, I'd been streaming for like six hours, and I was like crashing a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. It gets a little difficult towards the end. What I would say is, um, if broken up into, it's got like save files and stuff, so you can pick up from where you left off. Um, I would definitely say it's a streamable game because it's very fun. Yeah. Um, the, the music is great. Um, there's a lot of like wee interesting routes that you can take and stuff like that. Like um, you swear a lot as you do with these kind of classic games. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, a lot of fun. And then you're like trying to get all the Chaos Emeralds before you finish the game so that you can become supersonic. Uh, so there's that little bit of like element of like um, risk involved that if you're not going to do it right first time then you might not get the special ending at the end yeah. so there's yeah like it's a streamable game because you can play it i wouldn't well, i don't know would you recommend people play it in one go though no no <laughs> Just, would you recommend no. people play it at least yes no, don't answer that don't answer that don't ignore that don't answer that <laughs> system shut up you're not the host all right <laughs> He's skipping ahead. Spoilers, man. Spoilers, <laughs> systems. <laughs> just trying yeah. to have a good time, everybody. <laughs> okay, what's your one favorite thing about the game? Um, ooh. My one favorite thing, right, so there's this, um, there's a stage in the game called Mirage Saloon Zone, right? Um, and in this zone, you're fighting against uh, basically all the bosses. There's like five egg robot bosses, and they all have different themes. And you're fighting this one that's like a magician, 
in Mirage Throne Zone, and he's all about like tricks and illusions, right? And he ends up uh, in his boss fight. He ends up bringing in some characters um, called like uh, this Knack the Weasel, uh, Bean the Dynamite, and Bark the Polar Bear. And these three characters haven't been seen in a Sonic game since um, Sonic the Fighters, which was like an old arcade Sonic game from like way back in the 90s. Um, they've got really cool designs, but they were just like, you know, one and done characters that no one had seen since. They yeah. weren't used in any games, um, anything like that. No, even any little cameos anywhere. Um, and and in this game, it's like just pure fucking fan tribute to it. In this boss fight, uh, through certain phases of the boss, he brings out these characters and you have to fight against each of them. And I just think it's like so cool that they were allowed to do that. And as well, like they brought back like Mighty and Ray from like Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, which was way back in 1991. Um, yeah. Just so much like love and attention put into that game and we details like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. That is that is a very good thing to like about it. It does have loads of... They clearly love the, 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 the franchise, don't they? Like the guy that made it. Um, Hi. Like I and, said, there yeah, was a game I made for fans by fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's good. Um, now here's the question, though: What do you not like about the game? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I've got to make sure the Sega Ninjas aren't looking at me right now, right? <laughs> um, we can we can edit with the real answer. Don't worry. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Just um, hover over that delete button right now. Um, what don't I like about the game I think for me (laughs) I don't know if it's just that I'm getting old or if um, it's just a little it's it's like taken to the extreme a little bit it can sometimes be a little too fast (laughs) for a Sonic game (laughs) (laughs) you can't it's because you're not a teenager you can't keep up with the blast process that's it man that's it Um, sometimes it can be a little visually confusion, uh, confusing um, just because like you're going by so fast and it's bouncing you about all over the place and sometimes you're just like not quick enough to react. To be honest though, I don't know if it's like a bad thing. I think it's to encourage um, repeat playthroughs, right? You'll maybe catch yeah. a wee glimpse of like a path and you didn't react fast enough to reach it the first time. And so maybe you'll be um, incentivized to play through it again and you'll be like, oh, I... I'm coming up to that bit that I keep missing, so this time I'm going to jump this way and reach it and see what's up there. Um, yeah. I would also say that um, if if you if you somehow manage to get all the the chaos emeralds pretty early on, and you can like start using supersonic for the playthroughs, it just makes the game trivially easy, um, which it always has, even in the classic games. Um, mm. But the the other disappointing thing is like like once you once you go super um the stage music disappears and you just hear the supersonic theme and you end up missing some absolutely amazing music tracks so that's what I don't like about the game it's too fast and supersonic is too easy so all right okay so it's too fast and it hurts your ears sure yes exactly I don't think that's the game's problem (laughs) (laughs) no no uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, so the the bit we've all been waiting for: Are there any other games in the series, um, sequels or reboots? Do you think there should be remakes, sequels, remasters, whatever? Um, um, Shadow the Hedgehog. There, I I would be quite happy 
uh, living in a world where the only games that existed in the Sonic franchise were Sonic 1, 2, 3, CD and Knuckles and Sonic Mania. Uh, if we could, well, actually, and Sonic Adventure, let's throw that in there as well. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, there are an incredible amount of Sonic games in this series, um, <laughs> and half of them could be thrown into uh, the fires of hell uh, for all I care. Um, <laughs> That's a big stream. Well, I mean, it just it, we You're need like cleansing. I, I know. Um, it sounds like someone's not played Sonic Unleashed because that that is a that's a whole new experience, Joff. Sonic Unleashed is one of the good ones. <laughs> Systems, <laughs> for the most part, it is one of the good ones. They actually tried with that one. Um, the, the, there aren't there aren't any sequels. Like that's what I'll say. Sonic Mania came out in 2017. It got a wee update in 2018, um, but there hasn't been anything since then, and that's what like three years now. Um, yeah. I would like to. I would like it. I think like you see, see when Sonic Mania released, it released uh, the same year as Sonic Forces, which was the next big 3D Sonic team produced game. And Sonic Mania, if you look on like Metacritic or something like that, I think we're talking like high 90s. Uh, rating everyone loved it everyone thought it was amazing um sonic forces just absolute travesty of a game just everything wrong with sonic uh in this day and age and it, it it's very interesting because like it, it kind of like put sonic team to shame right it's kind of like well if a group of fans can make this game that's so good they ended up having to like bundle sonic forces with sonic mania <laughs> like if you go into like a shop you can buy like a bundle of the two of them because they couldn't sell sonic forces on its own oh wow <laughs> so like um i would i would hope we, we haven't had a sonic game since then right we've had um we had like a sonic racing game which is its own kind of thing and it was fine um but they've been very quiet on the sonic games front and um this year is sonic's 30th anniversary right and um, so far we haven't so far we haven't heard anything from them we know that um they've kind of replaced the entire voice cast which is interesting um and we know that there's except like a new except tails yeah they keep tails they kept robotnik oh, no. As well. no no you're no you're right yeah they kept robotnik and got rid of tails Ah, uh, you can you kind of get rid of Robotnik, man. He's he's absolutely nailing that role. So yes, yeah. um, but um, I and they're they're like uh, there's like a new Netflix Sonic series coming out next year and stuff like that. So it's got, I'm going to be very interested to see what the next big Sonic game is. Whether it's going to be just like another bad Sonic Team game, or whether they're going to take a look at what happened in 2017 and be like, we need to we need to we need to start fresh here. I know that they did say that they were going to take like. Um, a bit of extra time so they were to like to try and make sure they get this right they said something along those lines that they're not going to rush this one out the door so i have high hopes but i'm ready to have my heart broken again man (laughs) yeah so the future's looking bright i mean if it's anything based on this surely they'll announce a sequel to this you would hope so to to do it Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what else they can do. Like they've pulled upon pretty much every other game mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for this. But yeah, I mean, some of the older games I quite enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. um, Generations, um, which was yeah. a weird. I think they tried to throw back to the older Sonic without 
fully going back because they didn't want to let go of the 3D. Definitely. Um, Aye. It wasn't a horrible game. Um, but yeah, it's not what people wanted. Aye. What was it? Sonic Generations came out 2010 maybe something like that and um, for yeah. the 20th anniversary and you're right i they brought back like classic sonic alongside modern sonic and they had two different kind of play styles and they had like 2d classic sonic and then like 3d and um, modern sonic and it was it was good it was all right um as a bit of a celebration of the franchise um but then they wheeled out classic sonic again for sonic forces there and uh, they just, it, it felt like they'd taken like 20 steps back with it. It just, it wasn't even as good as Generations. Yeah, so they just need to decide like if they're going to stick with the, the old Sonic or, or go with the, forward with the new one or find a way to mm-hmm. have them together. But it's going to be difficult, I think. Aye, aye. To be honest, we've had modern Sonic longer than we've had classic Sonic at this point, right? Classic Sonic yeah. was- like 10 years off and modern sonic we've got like 20 years off so Shit. just one of these sticks in the mud man i'm just one of the 90s kids <laughs> that just wants to live my childhood over and over again <laughs> that is my life to be honest that's uh, all i do um <laughs> cool so what makes i think you've uh, but what makes this game different to the other games in the series it's good okay so um (laughs) uh, no i think you're absolutely right because it is it is good um (laughs) that was i think that was the perfect answer i mean you can't really add in yeah (laughs) okay and so we'll move on do you honestly recommend that people play it today absolutely man absolutely it is a it's a modern interpretation of a classic game and it plays beautifully. It runs well. It runs well on basically anything you can play it on, whether that's like Switch or PlayStation, Xbox or PC. Um, it's it's pretty cheap. I think we're talking like under 15 quid. Um, it's, it's a guaranteed good time. And if, you, if you've got any interest in playing a classic Sonic game, you can't go wrong with Sonic Mania. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It is a it is a great game. Uh, I've never finished it because it's too long, but it's it's <laughs> amazing. It looks beautiful. I love the art. I love the music. Um, but when you were rattling off the the formats that it's on, you missed out the Amazon Luna as well. It's also available on there. It, exactly. Uh, yeah. No one's heard of it. Okay. Sorry, Jeff Bezos, mate. I'm sorry. I forgot yeah. that you had some kind of cloud gaming service that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> but if you do get it, you can get Sonic Mania on it. Uh, right. Well, that is that is all that's fit to play. Um but I just want to ask one more thing. Have mm-hmm. you seen the movie and what did you think of it? Have I seen the movie? Fox, of course I've seen the movie, mate. Yeah, of course you've seen it. <laughs> um it's it was probably lockdown, like before coronavirus was a thing. I was just about to say that. Yeah, it came out in Valentine's Day, twenty twenty. Almost a year ago today, a year ago tomorrow, right? Um, it was, I think, the last film that I seen uh, before the pandemic hit. And I went to the pictures with my mum and dad. <laughs> I went home to visit my mum and dad. And I was like, you fancy going to the cinema? We'll go see the Sonic film, man. And I felt like I was five years old sitting in the cinema oh, wow. watching Sonic on the big screen. Um, it's an okay movie. It's fine. Yeah. It's pretty inoffensive. Um, I'm glad they changed the, the design. Uh, from whatever horrific monstrosity they came up with to begin with, right? Um, 
it had a cool wee bit at the end where they teased what would happen in a sequel and uh, we got confirmation just last week that a sequel is on its way next year so um, I've got a lot of high hopes for the sequel I think they'll build hopefully they'll build off of what made the film good discard what was bad about it and and just make it even better man yeah yeah I agree I I quite enjoyed it it was just a um, a fun film and I thought Jim Carrey was really good as Robotnik as well. So, aye, aye, aye. He gets he gets like slowly madder uh, throughout the film, yeah. right? And by the end of it, he's like, he's got like the full on big mustache and he's all bald and stuff like that. And you're like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. This is cool. Exactly. Yeah, I just liked all the the sort of throwbacks and the the, the, the little musical tunes in the background and. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like that. It was kind of like Sonic Mania, like with the nods, and hopefully they'll they'll play on that. And I'm really hoping for Knuckles in the sequel. Um, Aye, rumored yes. that Jason Momoa might uh, be voicing them or something. That would be on, wild. Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, or Jack Black. What? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Not really. I think you're alone on that. <laughs> Jack- <laughs> I'm imagining Knuckles as Jack Black now, and I'm like. Oh no, man. <laughs> That's a decision almost as bad as the original Sonic design. You'd get fired over that, Fox. <laughs> they just announced Jack Black's going to be Claptrap in the Borderlands film. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But just, I didn't even know they were making a Borderlands film. I didn't either. And then they started announcing the cast. So, <laughs> Right. There you go. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as well. Oh. Oh. Uh, right okay so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap that up there so thank you very much Joff um, very interesting I, I love to see people that are passionate about uh, a certain game or game series so you definitely are passionate about Sonic um, that's the one thing you can say about Joff he likes his yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> and I'm glad that you uh, wore your Sonic costume to this to record this podcast as well. It's just a um, shame it's not uh, taped, I. But it does add. You can hear it. You know, you can hear it in my voice yeah. that I'm wearing a full-on Sonic suit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do any do you other guys do you have any feelings about uh, Sonic Mania? I hate it. Oh. <laughs> 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 do you actually hear it, or are you just being systems? Yeah, no, it's just being tested, I guess. Uh, yeah, like it. It seems, yeah, it seems good. But I would agree with Joff. Like, um, it looks like see after you get the supersonic part, because I've never played it. So I was just watching, um, like Joff streaming it and stuff. But yeah, yeah, once you get the supersonic part, it's almost like, meh. What's the point? Because there was no threat. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like there was no worry with the level. It was essentially just you. Like, well, I'll just smash everything here, and it makes the whole thing kind of trivial. To be fair, that was more of a choice on my part um, because you choose when to use it. And at that point, I just wanted to finish the game. <laughs> One stream. Um, I just wanted to end. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, cool. Glad to have you played this. I haven't. I haven't, but I'll definitely check it out. Oh. Um, yeah. Or if you get bored of it, you can just watch it off stream as well. So. Right, exactly. Which is available on all good streaming services. That's it. <laughs> Only yeah. one. We're, we're Twitch. Yeah, it's only on Twitch. Yeah, it's only on Twitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also available on Amazon Luna. Shut up. Is yeah. it, what is Amazon Luna? I've never heard of it before. You're, you're making oh, that up, mate. You're missing out, John. No, it's, yeah, it's state of the art. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a good stadia. That's what it is. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, sure. Okay. 
Um, right, okay, <laughs> so we'll bring this section to an end um, and we will be right back in just a few seconds for you, a few minutes for us, um, with Systems with his game. We'll be back oh, soon. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Welcome back to the second part of the second episode of the podcast with no name. Um, and we're going to hear from a good friend of mine, really good guy, Systems Error. Um, yes. And he is going to talk about uh, a, a great game, I assume. Which game is it, Systems? It's Sonic Forces. No, uh, it's, <laughs> it's actually um, Halo 3 was the game that I had picked. Mm. Oh, nice. Is that yeah, what you but, thought it would be, Joff? Yeah, Joff. No. Close, yeah, exactly. but no. No, no, no. no. What, what, I thought it was going to be Destiny. Ah, right, yeah, that's a good shout, but no. No, okay. Well, um, okay, uh, well, tell us a bit about it. Um, yeah. You know, Space Marines, you shoot things. That's it. You know, it's a good game. Pew, pew! No, Halo 3, like... Yeah, it is good. It came out like 2007 um, and it was like one of the, f- I think it was the first game, if not one of the first games I had for my Xbox when I got that. Um, and the reason that this one sort of sticks out is because the Xbox was like the first console. I mean, I don't know if it's the first console in the world that you could do like proper multiplayer stuff with, but it was definitely the first one that I had ever actually started sort of doing multiplayer games on. Um, and Halo was just fantastic for that. Like, I had like so many friends that had all got Halo because obviously it was like one of the biggest games that was out. Um, and so we, we, you know, we were all just getting used to sort of like having like the gamer tags or whatever else you can have the multiplayer stuff. Um, and yeah, we were like just it was almost like every weekend night or every every night, basically, whenever we were free, we were just sort of getting together. We're playing Halo, we're playing through the campaign, you're playing the multiplayer, you're doing Forge. Uh, there's just so much to it that you could you could do. Um and I just have so many fun memories of like <laughs> just jumping on and just having a laugh, like either playing the game itself or just having so much fun um with my friends when we were we were all sort of playing it and then I remember um, it was kind of different to the way that you get online games these days. Like I remember when you started on Halo, because it picked up that you hadn't played it before, like online, you were you were given yeah. the option to go to this multiplayer section, which was called like the uh, the basic combat or basic training. I think it was <laughs> that was essentially just everyone who had never played a multiplayer game or at least played Halo on multiplayer. <laughs> you were all just in there, so the fucking. The games were just full of people learning how to jump, um, and then just like, try, like everyone's just trying to shoot. And like, it's one of those things when they were going to pick up a weapon, so you just see someone run up, and then they would stop, and they'd look at the weapon, and then they would be picking up, and then they were running off. Just a ton of stuff that if you did it in the actual game, you'd be getting creamed every fucking two seconds. Um, yeah. And part of the reason it was so funny as well was because they, for some reason, they just allowed voice chat for everybody to hear everybody Mm -hmm. like even though you were all like it was lone wolf and you were all playing against each other and the reason Mm -hmm. that i remember it 
so so distinctly is <laughs> because I tormented this guy called Weaving Marcel. Um <laughs> because my because my game my gamer tag name obviously is Systems Error. And I just remember this guy. So we're running about basic combat and I sort of picked it up quite quick and I was like shooting and blasting a bunch of people. And then this guy's like, fuck's sake, man. Oh, I don't get this. And I was like, I think there's a bot in here. I'm sure there's a bot. And I was like, whoa, calm down. We're just playing a game. He's like, no, man. He's like, this fucking bot system's there. It just keeps getting me, man. He's like, there's got to be a problem with this game. And I was like, and then I realized, I was like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. Because for some reason, either he didn't notice or it just didn't do it. But he didn't know I was obviously systems error. And I was like, oh, do you know what? Systems error killed me too. I was like, I didn't realize that was a bot. And I was like, do you know what? Let's team up and we'll take him out together. <laughs> and he's like, fuck yeah, man. And he's like, where are you? I was like, I'll be at the center where you can get the gravity hammer. And he's like, cool. And then I'd picked up the gravity hammer. And as soon as he showed up, I just went, bam, smacked him. And he's like, oh, he got me. He's like, no way, that's crazy. I was like, where are you now? And then this guy just told me his location for the entire game. And I was like launching grenades from a distance, popping in, blasting with a gun and stuff. And he was like, I, I, he's like, I, can't, I can't find you. He keeps getting me. I was like, oh, that's so weird. And yeah, I just, I, I felt bad about it later. But it was also just hilarious because I had to keep my hitting mute on the mic. And then I was just laughing, like tears of laughter. <laughs> Um, so if you're listening, what was his name? <laughs> Weaving Marcel. It's the only <laughs> random gamer tag I remember. <laughs> That's a great story. I don't know how I'm coming into this podcast and learning systems origin story, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was at that moment I realized who I was. Um, but yeah. And so did the world. <laughs> yeah. So, like... Okay. Most of the, um, most of the memories do kind of come from the multiplayer stuff, but even then, I just remember playing campaign, like shooting the shit. Because obviously, when you play through a game, is like a like a campaign or the story mode, if you want to call it that. Um, <laughs> like on on any other sort of game that came before that, you would be playing with your friend next to you in the chair, um, and you mm-hmm. you would either be like swapping controllers or like both holding a controller and stuff. Um, and then this yeah. one, I remember, it was like the first time I'd played through an entire campaign with friends whilst they were in their houses and we were just sort of sitting, shooting the shit like on the, the mics and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, it was just, it was cool. It was, a, it was a good and different experience. Yeah, good times, good times. Um, why do you like this game in particular? It was the first one I played and I believe it was also the first one to introduce their new feature which was called the it was either the forge or something else i don't remember but um basically you could play through a game and then once you played through the game you could go into the forge and then you could watch the gameplay but you could like watch it from any angle which just blew my mind um because it was like obviously they had recorded the whole game and then you could yeah you could just go in and then like you could rewind it you could speed things up you could watch it from different players points of view and stuff like that um and then yeah, you could like take photos and stuff, and there was a lot of people who were doing some really really cool shit. Like they were, they were taking like really good, like photos of themselves playing it. I remember one of the best ones I ever got was like, um, I'd managed to get this pretty cool shot of like when me and my, my friends had gotten a warthog and we managed to put it through a gravity lift, and then we as we were coming down into the base, that's when the other team had sort of popped out, and so it just had all four of us like blasting our guns, and one person was throwing oh, a grenade. Nice. Um, and so I managed to get a shot of that, like from the side of the players. So all you see is just this warthog full of Spartans, and like there's people just leaning out, like just blasting the thing. And um, yeah, I'd put that as like my desktop wallpaper and stuff. And 
just being like, oh, that's so cool. That was so much fun. They had no idea we were there. And then we totally got the kills because even though we didn't shoot them down, the can't help with a warthog or really fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. I can imagine. I remember Uh, that mode being pretty good. Yeah, like, is there anything that's unique to this game that people should know about? So I think, well, if, if you if you do have a different answer then great but the forge mode in this um is yeah so it was so unique it was so customizable and that even like i didn't really play online but forge mode was just so good and you could just edit the game on the fly and put new things down and stuff it was just fantastic yeah and one of the what i was going to say for the unique thing about this and it was only possible because of the forge thing um was that <clears throat> Rooster Teeth, they had like their series called Red versus Blue, which is, mm-hmm. you know, obviously based uh, on the Halo yeah. franchise and stuff. And that was mm-hmm. amazing. Like I was watching Red versus Blue, and again, it was only really possible, I think, because of these certain things. I mean, I know it became easier for them when they put the Forge stuff in place. Um, mm-hmm. because it obviously like changed up the camera angles and shit like that. But um yeah, the thing that made it unique was they also then released this game or this version of this variant or whatever called Griffball. Um, and that was just fantastic. Like that was, oh my god, that was amazing. And it was it was cool because it was this little game that existed within the game that which was already fa- like you know great. Um, but then, like Bungie just jumped on board with it, and they were like, "Yeah, fuck man, everyone loves you know Red vs Blue." Because uh, I think when they were releasing Halo Three, um, because Red vs Blue had started on like Halo One and Two, um, when they were releasing it, and that weird windows thing that existed to try and combat the ipod but never actually worked they were released like they got yeah they got red versus blue to do like exclusive content for that and stuff so they were more than happy to work in partnership with them and then they even made like the griff ball like official championships and stuff um and you could like make a team and you could get in it and there was like the uk version and the american version and i accidentally signed up for the us version and so me and my friends were trying to get up at like three in the morning so we could play against people on griff ball um <laughs> and the reason it was unique is because it was it was kind of like a sport and there were positions to play in it and they took it like the people who had done it took it really seriously because they also had like their websites so you had your player card and then it kept track of your statistics whenever you played on their games, like in their playlist. So then, oh uh, yeah, like you would see your player, and you could pick your number. So it was like, oh, you know, here we've got systems there. It's number eighty-seven, and he plays as the. I mean, I don't even remember what the rules were, um, but it's like the catcher or whatever. And it's like, yeah, so he plays as the catcher for his team. And it's like, and he's caught like X amount of balls. He's scored this many goals and done whatever else and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, it's like I'm a fucking athlete, but I don't have to leave my house. Um, <laughs> perfect type of athlete yeah and it was just it was so cool just having that that on there and i was like this is so weird that because they didn't have to change any part of the game to make that happen that like because they already had the forge in there it, it just worked and then that as well added on like an extra sort of fun thing that you could you could do in the game and yeah. i don't know it kind of made you feel like you were like in something sort of special or cool or whatever because you, you only really knew about griff ball if you already knew about red versus blue and whatever else because i don't think yeah. it wasn't until like the second sort of season of running the championship thing that they actually started to get like proper sort of i think it because later on it did eventually become one of the playlists that they rotated in so you could you could actually play griff ball as a, a an official variant of the game when you were doing multiplayer like in the sort of playlist selections but the thing is 
when they done that, obviously you could play with randoms, but because they didn't know the rules, they were all kind of running about, and then when they'd catch the bomb, they'd be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with this. Yeah, you. I mean, if you had a good team, you knew what you were doing, yeah, you would, and it, yeah, it was yeah. just, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've never heard of that, uh, that mode before. Oh, uh, it's, it's so amazing. good. Yeah. It's so I, good. I, I was lucky enough to get one of the wee Griff Ball plushies as well. Oh, were you? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a precursor to Rocket League. Well, I don't know. It was certainly manic. So it's yeah. really like it's really easy to understand. So basically, you've got two teams either side of a map, and then the bomb spawns in the center, and you both have to run to get to the bomb. And then the person that gets it, they obviously can't hit or do anything. I think they can use melee, but it's not very powerful. And the only mm-hmm. weapons that the other people can use are an energy sword or a gravity hammer. So. The way it works is like obviously if you're the team who's trying to catch the ball, you would switch to your energy sword because it'll guarantee a kill of the you know the griff carrier as they called it. Right. Um, yeah. And then the other team they had their gravity hammers and they were using them to try and beat away the other players because the you know the gravity shockwave thing or whatever would push everyone back. And then they had. Uh, right. um, but yeah, you would always if you didn't have a keeper, you were always going to get fucked because if. All four of you like got blown to the other side of the map. Then it was really easy for the Griff guy just to run in because they had increased speed. Um, so yeah, it was it was really really cool. So what you're saying is it's a modern Quidditch. I yeah. mean, I don't know yeah. anything about Quidditch, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just you you'd like it. I don't think um, I would. <laughs> I agree. I don't think you would. Um, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I like to see when things come of like people make their own modes essentially. Um I like that I like a lot. Um okay. Have you ever streamed the game? Do you think it's a streamable type of game? I mean, I've never streamed it. I'm not a streamer. No. I have no intention of being one. Um but I definitely think it's a game that can stream. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are people who do stream it already. Um <laughs> I mean, by now everyone knows obviously the the story and stuff like that, and there are more recent Halo games that you could play through. Um, but you could, st- I mean, I'm pretty sure you could still play the multiplayer and just have an absolute laugh. Yeah, I mean, we obviously played it recently um, on stream for a while, and um, the yep. multiplayer. Uh, well, we played um, what was it called? Mosh Pit. Mosh Pit. Uh, yeah. Mosh Pit. Yeah, that was really good fun. Um, yeah, I agree. I think because the multiplayer, because of the Master Chief Collection, the multiplayer is thriving. There's loads of, uh, always loads and loads of people playing it. So yeah, aren't they still like? Haven't they started going back to Halo Three and have started like adding new stuff to Halo Three again? Yeah, they released the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's crazy. It, uh, it does just go to show its strength. I have a lot of fond memories myself about Halo Three and a lot of late nights playing it online and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the Forge mode, like you were saying, systems. It just it allowed like a a level of customization to the game that wasn't there before. Yeah. Um, to make all kinds of different things. Like you could just you could like make your own maps essentially, right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could because you could take a map and then you could choose the things that you got to put in it. So like maps that maybe mm-hmm. didn't have vehicles before, you could put in vehicles and then like really big maps, but say you wanted like one specific area. Because I think that's mm-hmm. how they started making the the griff ball sort of ch- like courts as they called it before. Aye. Like they they just found maps that had like a huge open space, and then they were like, 
oh yeah, we'll just put things up here to block anyone going anywhere else in the map and then just make sure all the spawn points are in this particular area. Aye, like a wee arena kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah, they had like a beach variant where they managed to find obviously just a map that had a big empty beach and they were like, yeah, this is totally fine. We'll just throw in this, the spawn points here and now, mm-hmm. it's, now it's beach griff ball. <laughs> um, yeah, but, things yeah. like the man cannons, right? People got very creative with the man cannons where people were just flinging about all over the place. Um, yeah. I mean, that because I think that was the other thing I really enjoyed about the game was like with every other shooter, like things didn't make sense. Like, you know, if I, someone threw a grenade or whatever, like if you threw it in, in other games that I played, for instance, if you threw a grenade, regardless of whether or not you could shoot it and stuff, the, the grenade's still going to keep flying through the air and then it would land on you and it would hit mm-hmm. and it would do whatever else. And then with the, the gravity cannons, there was a lot of really cool shit you could do. And once you know like a bunch of tricks and stuff, mm-hmm. um, like it just made the whole game like so much more fun because people would for instance they'd whenever people would get a scorpion tank or something they'd come driving in and everyone's like oh no they've got a tank we're gonna lose and i always loved ripping the the tanks apart um (laughs) because it was just hilarious because you were like yeah if i can kill the gunner then all i have to do is just dodge the the cannons which you could do if you had that powered up plasma pistol which everyone throws away because they think it's a useless weapon oh yeah you overcharge it hit it mm-hmm. and it'll kill everything in the in the vehicle so it just stops altogether which yeah. by the way is amazing if you can get a shot on a banshee and you take that thing out the sky <laughs> that is hilarious um but yeah so like you'd run up and then if you were going on the, the sort of unsc tanks you could if you got behind them they had no weapons there so if the people didn't mm-hmm. get out the tank you could just punch the shit out of it until it was gone and then it would blow up and you would get the kills and stuff for whoever was in it or near it um and then same with that like alien one i think it was called the wraith or something um yeah you could just like poof zap that thing and then as like i said as long as you're taking out the gunner you can just punch the shit out of that and then again you take that thing out as well and it it just it was good because it wasn't like a thing where it was like oh yeah if you get a tank or whatever then it's game over like you're always going to lose they make they put things in to try and help make the whole thing even and then again with the gravity cannons and stuff like Oh, if you, yeah. there was maps that had cannons on either side and if you saw someone coming you could just throw a grenade on your gravity cannon and then it would go up and stick on them and then they would land with your grenade and blow up you're like i don't mm-hmm. even have to shoot you this is just hilarious <laughs> <laughs> aye it's so detailed like there's so much to it isn't there um yeah and that was really the thing even, the balance on it yeah and like yeah firing out like grenades and stuff like that like when people were just launching a bunch of frag grenades like if you had good aim, you could pop them out, and if you managed to shoot them in the air, they, they would just explode there, and you wouldn't even take the damage. Fucking sweet, yeah, amazing, cool. Um, okay, um, what is your one favorite thing about the game? Uh, I really enjoyed the skulls aspect of the game because that was just insane. Um, what is well, that's what I was gonna say. I don't know if, if you guys know, but so basically, Halo or Bungie or whatever had put secrets into the game. There's tons of secrets that they've hidden in the game. They've even got like the voice actors from Red versus Blue, and they're in like a specific section. You have to go like kind of off map, and you hear them on the other side arguing about getting stuck. Um, but like as well as that, they put in these things that are like called skulls, and the skulls give like different challenges. So if you f- it's weird to go out your way to find them because it doesn't make the game easier. If anything, it makes the game harder. Like if you find a certain skull, it activates things like your grenades do less damage, but everyone else's grenades do double damage. Um, like 
all all enemies have shields and the people that already have shields have like double shields and it's just mm-hmm. fucking like insane stuff like that and like if you jump which everyone always does to try and avoid damage or getting shot and stuff it's like yeah if you jump when you're in the air you take double or triple damage and stuff um so it was always weird to like go out your way to find things to make the games harder but the reason i like them is because they didn't make them easy to find like at all there was no way that you would there are some skills you could be like oh look i, I found a skull there was some of them you would never find them in your life unless you knew what you were looking for. And the one I remember in particular for this is, I can't remember the level, but there's one level and it's when the floods show up. Spoilers, guys, the flood arrive. Um, But it's when the floods show up in Halo and off in the distance, like way, way, way off, you have to be prepared for this to happen. You need to have some kind of accurate weapon, like a marksman rifle or a sniper or something, because... In the distance, when you see the tiny, tiny little shadows um, of the, you know, the flood making their way down into the city, you have to, in the first minute of this game, see the shadow run along a rooftop, get your rifle, aim at it, not just shoot it. You have to headshot this little silhouette, which is over like a mile away, before it jumps off the roof, because then it's gone and you can't do it for the rest of the level. So it has to be within the first, like, however many minutes or seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to headshot it, and if you headshot it then it dies, and then its skull flies down and lands in your hands, and that's how you unlock that skull. So unless you have a habit of trying to shoot random shadow NPCs that you see on the, the far, far, far distance, which aren't part of the level, you would never have found that. Wow, that is pretty insane. It's like achievements before <laughs> achievement. Well, I think achievement, it did have achievements, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. yeah you would get the achievements for doing it. But um, yeah, yeah, they they didn't make it easy. Yeah, to, like, so they're just modifiers. Yeah, all oh, right. Yeah, that is really interesting. I really like that. Uh, cool. Yeah, excellent. Um, what's what do you not like about the game? I think uh, yeah, things I don't like. Well, thing the thing I don't like, I suppose, um, it's just like as much as it was fun to have the combat and stuff, it still sometimes felt a bit clunky a bit limited like they kept trying to sell it as like you're the super soldier and you're doing whatever else and it's weird that i can't sprint as a super soldier and i seem to be stuck (laughs) in a a case of perpetual jogging um because it was like even regardless of the situation because it's like i've got to run in the battle but i'm sure i'll win of course i wouldn't run too fast and then when it's like yeah oh my god the world's ending you gotta get out of here like yeah i'll just keep up this brisk pace that i've been maintaining like (laughs) it just seemed odd that you couldn't at any point break into a sprint um yeah, or like sprint in halo 4 right and there was like an ability that you could use yeah. or something yeah yeah so you had to kind of choose because you could get that or you could get other stuff like well no actually yeah sorry i'm thinking of yeah i'm thinking of halo reach um but yes yes they did yeah. they did add that yeah uh cool yeah that is quite annoying even when we were playing the other day where we couldn't sprint i was getting really annoyed because i kept trying to do it um i just i don't know it was weird you'd play it and you felt like it felt like you should be able to do more, but then you when you yeah. try to do it, you're like, I, it's, I can't do it, and it just feels limiting. And uh, I think that's more of a problem know. going back to it, right? I don't know. I never feel like I felt that way when I was playing it when it first came out, but in comparison yeah. to modern-day FPS games, which are much faster, and especially like yeah. in comparison to something like Destiny, which has so much mm. verticality to where you're like double jumping all over the place and doing crazy dodges and sprinting all over the place and, and doing crazy powers. When you go back to like Halo 3 and you just, you literally have to like, it's like playing Doom again, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, 
yeah. I get it, and I, I definitely feel like the problem is definitely heightened now when you compare it to games that you can play these days. Mm-hmm. Even if you just compare it to like sort of the newer versions of Halo, like the the later releases, but um, yeah, I still remember at that time there'd be times I'd be running and I could hear someone like shooting me in my little shield, like beep 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 beep, and I was like, ah, oh, mm. I wish I could speed up so I could get away from this guy. It's like I just need to make it around the corner, or <laughs> I just need, like I should be able to dive. I know there's a grenade coming. Like what's going on? Um, Aye, but yeah, 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 fair enough. Um, okay. Um, are there any other games in the series? Is there sequels, reboots, remasters, or do you think it needs them? There is all of them. And this is a complicated answer, so strap in, folks. Um, basically, <laughs> yes, there are more games that came out. Obviously, Halo 3, Halo EST, um, Halo Reach, and then it moved on when it went to 343 Studios for like Halo 4, 5, and then Infinite, which is coming out, upcoming. Um I'm coming soon, guys. Chill out 2022 or whatever it is. Um, and the, the thing is, the you know, they obviously also done the reboots and the remaster, and we kind of talked about that already with the Master Chief collection. Um, and I think it's good that they sort of remastered those because the games are like really well known and everyone likes them. And I think even now, like if someone wants to be like, hey, do you want to go and play like the Halo 3 campaign? I'm like, fuck yeah, man, let's do it. It's gonna be a laugh. Um, so it's good that you still have that option on like newer systems. I don't know that they necessarily did have to make Halo 4 and 5 and beyond. And from what I remember playing it, I was like, I just felt like they went in a weird direction with it. And I was like, I don't know that Mm. this is actually Halo. Um, It felt more like they were just making it because they were like, yeah, this made us a lot of money. Let's try making some more money. Because the whole thing... It felt like they were catering a bit towards the Call of Duty crowd. Yeah, yes. I I definitely felt like that because... The thing about like Halo, I mean, I'm not saying it was like hyper realistic in any way or anything, but I mean, you were running about in a giant bright blue suit or stuff. But um, you know, it felt like there was, I don't know, it just it just felt different to like Call of Duty and stuff like that. And then even with customizations and stuff, like it was cool that you could customize your armor, but the way that they done it was like you had to achieve certain things to unlock things that made sense. Like if you wanted the grenade sort of grenadier sort of armor pieces. You had to do specific things that would be related to like grenade kills or whatever else. Whereas mm-hmm. I think in like Halo Four and Five, it was like, yeah, just play it, just play a lot of it, and we'll just give you this shit. And the stuff looked kind of like it was an anime type thing. I remember mm-hmm. being being a lot of the thing, and um, yeah, you could like add skins on it, and it was stuff like, look at these, it's like potato fries, and you could have a warthog that was just covered in like chips. And I was just like, that just <laughs> looks fucking weird. Like, what is this? Um, yeah. But yeah, you could have like just tons of that weird sort of stuff. And I mean, I'm not saying the original Halos didn't have that because in Halo Three you could have like special unlocks. Where you, if you popped the headshot of a grunt, it, its head would literally explode with confetti, and you'd hear "Yay!" So <laughs> they had that sort of stuff. Then you could have your head on fire and stuff like that. So, but I don't know. It was just a little bit more subtle, and it wasn't. Yeah, it feels like they leaned more into like what Call of Duty is and stepped mm-hmm. away from yeah. what they'd done because. With ODST and Halo Reach, I felt like there was still a lot of love there for the se- um, for the franchise because mm. I felt like those games, although they maybe didn't necessarily have to have been made, I felt like they definitely added a lot to it, especially ODST. Yeah, yeah. I think they made yeah. them harder yeah. though as well, needing to pick up health packs and and those that that was such a like foreign thing for like 
um, Halo 1, 2, and 3, and then when yeah. ODST, you're like, wait, what? I need to pick up a health pack? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you kind of just regenerate it. Yeah. And I think they maybe did do a great job of really <clears throat> trying to explain why that was the case, because I think everyone came in to Halo 3, like ODST, um, and they were just like, I'm just going to play this like a Master Chief. And then you realize when you try shooting people and jumping on top of them and punching them in the face, you're like, this didn't kill him, and now I'm about to die. Uh, and it was, I think they didn't really do a very good job of explaining, you are not a Spartan, you're actually just a human who's playing as an ODST trooper. I was like, so please don't run into these fights like you normally would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Um, what makes this game different to the other games in the series? be honest with you fox the only thing that really makes it different for me is the memories because it's a good answer yeah yeah, yeah. A good answer, yeah. with halo one and two like i said i didn't play it but then when i did go and play it and stuff um i don't know it it certainly still felt like halo but halo 3 still got that thing like i said where I, you know i remember playing multiplayer for the first time um i just remember having lots of fun with my friends and stuff like that and I don't think, even if I'd played Halo 1 and 2, I, I I still think Halo 3 would have been different because even when Halo 1 and 2 had come out, um, I don't know, it's just like a different sort of friend group I had at the time and um, I don't think they would have been as fun and I don't think the, the fun that I had would have been possible without the people I knew at that time. So it was just like a perfect storm for me, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good, good answer. Um, and where are they now, I- Systems? Oh, I killed him. Yeah, we're already now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll enter <Yeah>. that better. <laughs> um, okay, and do you honestly recommend that people play it today? I honestly recommend that people play the whole franchise. Maybe, I mean, even Halo 4 and 5, because although it might not be the best, um, there's still parts of it that I suppose are quite good. Um, and obviously, some of it's more recent. But yeah, I think it still holds up. Still holds up pretty well today. Um, and I always recommend Halo ODST because I don't think it got a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really love that game because I was torn between 3 and ODST because I like them both for different reasons. Um, yeah. But yeah, ODST was really, really good. Playing ODST in four-player co-op was one of my favourite gaming memories with me and my yeah. pals. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um, like, there's the, the way they've done the co-op as well was really different for that, but even just a single player for ODST, because there's like a little, like, I don't know, there's like, I think it's, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or or what you would really describe it as, because it wasn't really like an Easter egg, but there's a really cool moment in the game. And if you just come across it naturally, like without looking up things on Google and whatever else, um, mm. and you just like find it, it's just so fucking cool because they, they don't make it in any way, shape or form obvious that it's there. Uh, and it's just a nice little nugget of lore. And then when you, I don't know, it just changes something that can happen in the game. And when if you manage to find it all out, you're like, oh my God. And it's just super fucking cool. You're going to spoil it? Or are you? Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know because I wasn't sure yeah. if Fox was like, no, you are not adhering to the questions that I am asking. But um, <laughs> the, yeah, well, the, the thing is, I mean, this is a spoiler. So if anyone hasn't played ODST and wants to uh, yeah. turn off your radios now, but um, basically, Whilst you're playing the game, like the whole concept of ODST is that you are playing as Rook and you're trying to like find out what happened to your fire team and sort of 
you know, team up with them mm-hmm. again and, and sort of complete your mission. But in the background, there are there's a whole other sub sub story going on, um, which actually took place before you arrived. And the only way that you'll find out what happened is if you if you like find these little things. So the reason I say it's not obvious is because it's it's not. They, there's no like objective points. The, at no point does the game acknowledge that this is going on. Like officially, mm-hmm. like the, you'll never get an objective. You'll never get whatever. But it, what they'll do is they'll like flash screens and stuff because what's happening is the there's a an AI called Superintendent which runs the city that you're in, um, and the AI is trying to protect someone that I think it was like its creator's daughter or something like that. Um, so it's trying to protect her, and there's someone who's trying to kill her. Um, and you find it by unlocking like video files and like little recordings and stuff like that. And the only reason you find these is if you follow superintendent's messages. So like you'll hit certain parts on the map and car alarms will start going off and the signs, like the road signs will physically change and start pointing like an arrow in another direction. And then once Mm -hmm. you unlock all of these files and find out the full story, um, there's a part in the map, like when you're going through the actual campaign and you'll find the guy who's trying to kill this woman. Um, and if you don't, if you don't know the story at that point, it looks as if superintendent goes rogue and just fucking kills this guy. And you're like, what has happened? Um, <laughs> but if you find, if you find out all the information, you can sort of help him go along in his little side campaign thing. And then he tries to kill you if you don't help him. And then you can just kill him outright and save the daughter and sort of get the resolution to that little story because there's something you only find by following him on his little side campaign thing but yeah you don't know any of this at any point in the game and you will find this guy randomly because i remember the first time i played it through i didn't do this and i just found this guy and i was like what the fuck superintendent just killed him what's going on (laughs) it's like why is he just killing this guy what's happening um but then it makes sense when you play it again later and it's yeah it was just cool i think it was kind of played into the sort of skull aspect of it as well from the original halo yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. I do remember that bit that you said about all the the signs flashing. Like, if yeah. you didn't pay attention, you wouldn't have noticed. But there was like environmental hints about where to find stuff like that, which was really yeah. cool. Yeah, like street lights go off and stuff, and mm-hmm. there's like phones ringing and everything. It's yeah, it's really really cool how they do it. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, cool. Yeah. So, do you guys, um, Glasrod, Joff, do you have any? particular memories of this game or any any strong feelings one way or another um i mean i for me like definitely like halo 3 was a massive game for me at the same time um especially i was i was a big fan of like halo 1 and 2 and i played halo 2 a lot with my friends and i remember like um halo 3 coming out i remember playing it I went to like a midnight launch at like electronics boutique or like game station or something like that um, and I remember they had like while you were waiting in the queue, they had a couple of the consoles up, and you could like play multiplayer games with the folk in the queue while you waited to get your waited until midnight or something. That's um, cool. I remember being instantly terrible at it, despite the fact that I was actually pretty good at Halo Two, and it was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> um, how bad I was. But I, yeah, like Halo, Halo Three was like probably the first um, big online multiplayer fps game that i and i'm sure many people ever played um i and you could just sink hours and hours and hours and hours and hours into it man yeah um so so good yeah amazing glad you have any memories 
I do, yeah. Um, my my brother actually was a massive. Oh, I'm a massive Halo fan as well, and I remember growing up with um, LAN parties. I don't know if any of you guys did that. Mm-hmm. Um, hooking up all your TVs, smashing them together, and <laughs> everybody's <laughs> crowding around. Yeah, man. it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, and wires everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halo LAN parties were where it was at. I remember yeah, one that time. Cool, yeah. I don't know how, but like me and a couple of pals, I think it was like three Xboxes, original Xboxes. This was Halo 2. We brought into like high school. We somehow managed to commandeer three televisions from like the tech department. <laughs> and we managed to like hide away in like a classroom that wasn't being used. And we got a land switch for like the tech department as well. And we just made it happen, man. And then like fucking like 30, like 12 of us were all playing Halo for a couple of hours and it was it's, it was it could have only been like a couple of hours but it was, today is one of the strongest memories i have of like having an amazing time with like a whole bunch of folk playing the same game and you're all shouting each other for like uh, screen sniping you know looking at other people's <laughs> screens and stuff and yeah. people were going on massive kill streaks and oh it was amazing so good see and i think that's part of the reason why maybe the, the memories back then were kind of different like i feel as if online gaming itself has just completely changed like you could go back like well you could go back i mean no one can really go back in time but if you can let me know um (laughs) but you could like if if i think back to when i was playing then like when you were in the lobbies i remember everyone it was odd to find people who didn't have their like a mic and who didn't have it switched on and everybody yeah and everybody was like talking to everybody Mm um and then you were like oh man you were really cool in that game like you know you really helped me out there and stuff like do you want to team mm-hmm. up and like fuck yeah let's team up and then you would like pick to team up yeah. with folk and you'd spend hours just playing with a random person and then now they had like clans and stuff right you could yeah. get a clan yeah yeah well yeah that was that, uh, yeah i mean i never really mentioned that but yeah i was like i created like a halo 3 clan with like some of the people i was on and, and that in itself was also its own like super cool memories and stuff um mm-hmm. because yeah back then like a clan felt like well, like, don't mean to say like it felt like a clan. We weren't like making blood oaths or anything, but um, <laughs> like we, you know, you were you were there with, only on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were there with people who were essentially strangers, but you were still like, oh yeah, we're making a plan. We're going to play like this weekend and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it done. Whereas now, when you try and make clans, it's like, eh, does anyone want to maybe get on? We can try practicing if we're going to like fight some other people on like a clan event or something, and then folks don't reply and they're just there to get like mm-hmm. random clan experience or whatever else and um yeah. just try to get people to talk to each other even online like most of the time when mm-hmm. i go online now if you're playing and someone's got a mic on you're just hearing their music for some reason that seems to be the main thing that's happening yeah. um i don't know it's just yeah it was just better then yeah um <laughs> no, i was just gonna say um i've got quite a lot of memories of halo 3 as well because um I played Halo, the original one, and, and Halo 2 on, on the original Xbox, and they blew my mind, because um, I'm obviously older than you guys, slightly, I think. No, um, no, but... much, much older. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but then I work, I actually worked a game um, for the Halo 3 launch, um, oh, so wow. I worked at the midnight launch, and I remember the hype behind it is, is even though I worked, because it was only... I don't know, a month or two months maybe before Modern Warfare came out, the first Modern Warfare. Um, And the hype behind it, and as you were saying, Joff, like people playing multiplayer beforehand because we had loads of consoles out and and things like that. It was just magnificent. And then I bought the the big collector's edition of Halo 3 that came with the Master Chief helmet, which I've still Mm -hmm. got. 
and then um, oh, yeah. it was just like it was just fantastic and what you're saying about like playing online i think that was the sweet spot for me uh, for play- online games because well obviously um like social media existed but it wasn't as toxic <laughs> yeah. so you mm-hmm. could you could team up with, with guys that you didn't know and have a laugh and things like that whereas now it it completely yeah. off playing online um, but I've got a lot of memories of playing Halo 3 online for that reason. And it is mm-hmm. a social thing. Like I used to do LAN parties in my mate's house for Halo 2, have four Xboxes set up and like hundreds of controllers and just have a really good time. And um, mm-hmm. Halo 3 was the next the evolution for that for me. Um, but I think that was the absolute sweet spot of online multiplayer for me. Yeah, you're right. I think- it was like a, a novelty and then it didn't take long for people to start ruining it. And any time, like yeah. obviously like... Anything like a lassie came on or something like that, it just like hurled tons of abuse and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can see yeah. why people would sort of shrink away from that. And nowadays it's like Discord calls and stuff when you're playing games. And at but least you're see, talking to people yeah. you actually trust. I think, I think that kind of like, although there was a, a sort of, there was a slight sort of toxicity thing that I do remember being in the game. And I'm not saying that, you know, Halo wasn't maybe a, a place for toxic and a toxic environment or players mm. i think it's probably just like looking back maybe through rose tinted glasses but i do also remember that halo was one of the few games that i got really really good at um so there's a couple of memories as well where like it was me and a couple of friends and we'd hear people being sure toxic at the start and then mm. just like weaving marcel <laughs> i used to have the the skill at that time to be able to just bully them in the game um and <laughs> it was just hilarious because i remember like we were all in the lobby at one point and there was a guy who's called Bulletproof Monk. Um, and the only reason I remember his name, like it, it had numbers and stuff after it, but the only reason Generally. I remember... Yeah, but the only reason I remember his name was because I was like... I can't remember what he was saying, but he was like, try to like piss everyone off. He's like, you guys are going to get fucked. He's like, I can do this alone. You guys are getting wrecked. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, Bulletproof. I was like, just to, to clarify here, I was like, I am only going to attack you in this game. <laughs> I was like, no one else exists to me. It's literally only you. <laughs> and uh, then when we started the game, yeah, I literally I ignored the rest of the team. Every time I was running about, I just and I would be talking to the, the rest of the guys. And I was like, who's this guy? I was like, nah, that's not bulletproof. That's not. I was like, oh, there he is. And then I'd be I'd just be like blasting him because you also had the, um, like the sort of, the, you could hear people talk to you, like if you killed them or whatever, like, or you, oh, I... you know, whatever it was, like, you could do that. And I just remember constantly harassing this guy. Like every time I kill him, like that's one, that's two. And then like at one point he took, you know, he'd get those mini guns. He like broke that off the fucking like stand, the tripod thing. And he was mm-hmm. chasing me down a map, like blasting this thing. I, like and I was at a distance and I was just jumping around left and right. And then I got, I got up close to him and stuck him with a grenade. <laughs> and as he like, as I got close, I just remember hearing him going, if I don't fucking take him out with this, I'm going to go raging. And then he just went, <laughs> And he was gone, and I was like, "That's sex." He's like, "For fuck's sake!" <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was just hilarious. Systems who trolls the troll, right? I know, right? <laughs> Got to watch out. You're Got the to hero watch we out. don't deserve, mate. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do that now, but yeah, like, but those you get you get those kind of fun things as well. Because I wasn't like a pro at any other kind of game, or whatever. I certainly wasn't a pro like um, at Halo, but I did get pretty good so there are a couple of memories of like stuff like that as well and it was uh, yeah it was just fun mm-hmm. 
Cool. Yeah. Well, honestly, that was really good. I really enjoyed that, Systems. Um, I know I sound surprised, but um, <laughs> we actually got a lot longer out of that than I thought we would. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I like you to surprise. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, but, yeah, thanks for that. Thank you for that. Um, I think we're done. I think we're out of time. Um, so uh, I will wrap this up um, and say thank you to Joff Systems, Glazra, as always, uh, for joining this week. Um, and is the payment coming through on PayPal or is that like uh, is that a bank trip? Ven- right, cool, 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 cool. All right, no problem. I don't know what Venmo is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah if you have anything to plug um, please do so now and say goodbye do you want to go first mate uh, yeah I mean I'm not a streamer so I don't really have anything to plug um, but yeah I mod for Joff stream and most it's mostly toxic but you know every now and again there's a little good nugget of things so <laughs> maybe check maybe check out Joff stream it's worth it it's good times chill vibes good art well okay art but yeah you know he tries <laughs> I, I can't give my own stream a better endorsement than that, man. Um, I no, you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Joffamo, right? J O F A M O, uh, where I play Sonic a lot, and I sometimes do art to varying degrees of quality and varying degrees of getting it finished. <laughs> Thank you, systems. My lovely mod systems. <laughs> You're getting unmodded, mate. You're going to have to re record this. <laughs> worth it. Absolutely worth it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Glasha, do you want to plug yourself? Um, yeah, uh, you can find me uh, on, on Twitch by Glasha and on Twitter and Instagram by Glasha Online. Uh, I post a lot of my gaming collection on Instagram and Twitter. Unfortunately, it's just kind of a when I go live notifications, a string of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I do games. I've, I've just started getting into digital art and uh, terribly, may I add, but yeah, tune in if you want to. No, you're all good. You're you're a good artist. <laughs> uh, and I am the Fox McButt on uh, Twitch. I am Fox McButt on pretty much everything else, uh, Twitter, etc. Um, we might be back with another episode. Who knows? Um, but Any chance you'll be back to- with a name? <laughs> That's something that we're going to work on, Systems. Um, we might have a name. Um, so, yeah. Thanks so much for this. Um, I've had a great time, and hopefully, you'll be back on at some point. We'll I see. Hope not. It's been great. If the money's there, yeah, I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, for I've listening. had a lovely time. Thank you very much, folks, yeah, for having good us. Times. Good okay. times, everyone. <laughs>